Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Hello, everybody. I want to welcome you to this week's Nate Checks discussion group over tactical sovereignty. Uh, this first day of the week, Sunday, not the Sabbath, this FYI, which kind of is going to get into a little bit of what we're going to be talking about this evening. Um, I've got somebody that um, I, I feel like I call him a friend. Um, He's somebody that I ran into and started reading material from and studying links uh, that he provides over various topics quite a while ago and uh, really helped open my eyes to a few different issues. And I think one of the biggest issues staring everybody in the face today, and you know, you always hear me say that my main thing that I think everybody really needs to nail down is comprehending where they're really from, where they're really at, and who they really are. If you understand those issues, so many other lights will come on for you. And I feel that one of the biggest things right in front of everyone's face that they don't even realize is who and what is running everything and who and what is laying a claim to you or your person. And most people don't even realize that they have a person from a legal standpoint. But we see, um, for instance, Antifa with different protests that were supposed to be happening, and it almost seems like where the money line drained up or whatever, we're not hearing as much from them anymore. But their school of thought and their rhetoric is alive and well on college campuses. And it's actually a movement that we've seen uh, recently, even that is sprouting up all around the world with various protests going on, uh, where thousands and thousands of people come out, you know, uh, being themselves, even though they claim to be against fascism, they come out being very anti-white. And, um, you know, if anybody was to go into uh, etymology and really study, like, for instance, the word Semitic, you know, you'll find it really includes white you know, would be included in Semitic. And I found it very interesting, something that I was listening to uh, several days ago. Um, A guy had the same question, and he was trying to answer it for people, and the question was, you know, what is a Jew? Really, what is a Jew? And so he was going back to the old uh, supposed quote, unquote, air quotes, uh, Jewish people's definitions and going back to the 1600s, 1500s, 1700s, and trying to locate it. And he found that over time, the definition has really shifted to almost be more all-inclusive, because it started out that to be a real Jew, one, it came from the matriarchal, the mother, the matriarchal bloodline, and then the second element of it was they were uh, devoted to Judaism. And then 
two or three changes over time has been made to the definition to where even the matriarchal line has become foggy and even whether or not they're really dedicated to Judaism at all or not isn't even really an element of it anymore. And so I think so much is being put um, on people and conditioned to people as to you can't speak against Jews, you know, that's anti-Semitic and you get dogged for that. And, of course, uh, Facebook will block different stuff because of it and other um, mediums will do the same thing. And that's just so much of the propaganda that's been put out when, in fact, so many of the people that are being spoken against, you'll come to find out, and hopefully you'll come to find out, they're not even of the Jewish line. That's not even a relevant line anymore. And so, anyway, with that being said, I want to welcome Dave on, and how are you doing, brother? Howdy. Good to hear you. Yep, you hear you fine. Good to have you here. I think you're very knowledgeable on this matter and on this topic. So uh, I thought you'd be a, a great man to have on to discuss this. Okay. Yeah, I I, I was forced to learn it, really, because if you're into history, you're going to have to learn somewhat of, about the Bible. And <clears throat> people who read the Bible only have a tendency to ignore everything else. So it's not good necessarily to look at the as a, to use a, 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 a overly used term religious. Most religious people are not the best sources for biblical information because when they exclude the rest of historical documents and artifacts, they have a tendency to not see what's right in front of them. And that comes to mind uh, when you think about these bloodlines like you were talking about in history and the Old Testament, as it's called, is really a very small baloney slice of a larger set of history in Sumerian tablets and Egyptian history. And it's very alarming to people who study only the Bible or the Quran uh, to find out that almost nothing that they think is, is fact. So I, I have no emotion involved with it. I'm looking for absolute, not beliefs. You know, faith and belief is a very dangerous category to have in your mind if you're a scientist. not to be tolerated, really. Um, sounds terrible to some people, but hey, you know, it is what it is. There are absolutes in the world, and that's where you need to get your nose. Universal language for absolutes is mathematics. Two plus two equals four every time. It doesn't matter what you feel or believe or have faith in. It's math. So. Well, Dave, I want to say on that, one of the problems that I really see, and you see it when you're in conversation with people, because... You know, when I'm talking to somebody and they're talking on a specific topic, my mind goes to where did they learn that from? Because everybody, what they know, 99% of people, what they know is all been taught to them or shoved to them by somebody else. 
and they've never really gone out and explored and researched on their own to lay a foundation as to why they think what they think. Everybody has all of these solid beliefs, if you want to call it that, but they don't have any foundation for those beliefs. Yeah, and quite often the foundation is pure uh, fiction, especially with certain, you know, the, the, the most populated groups. You know, like I was saying earlier, um, it's not comfortable for people to hear, but so I will start with my own background. Uh, I come from a very, very old-fashioned Italian family, neighborhood, culture, school, church, everything. The whole place is Italian and Sicilian. And we all know that the Vatican is just basically like S-O, N-C-O, Exxon, Mobile, Exxon. They just changed their name. It's the Roman Empire. And... uh, it's a satanic cult. It's nothing but. They hide behind the Christians. In fact, the, the most notorious filth on the planet, the Jesuits, they name themselves after the Society of Jesus. In fact, they're, they're, if anything, they're, they're the embodiment of the Antichrist. These are six satanic people. And they've infiltrated everything. And who are they? If you go back to simple history, it's something that people can get their fingers on right away. You go back to the year 1540, approximately, when the Ignatius of Loyola, another crypto-Jew, created the Jesuits. They, that's how they took over from Spain. To, to go in and try to take over Rome from within would be one heck of a wrestling match, so they, they did it in a very sneaking way. So the black pulp runs everything at the Vatican. The white pulp, and now, for instance, you look at today's current history, you have, for the first time ever in history of the Vatican, the black pulp and the white pulp were replaced before the previous one was either sick, dying, dead, or too old to function. And they're both Jesuits. So that tells you that we're in modern warfare times. I think this, we're, we're, we're at the time where uh, you're going to see a lot of self-fulfilling biblical prophecy is going to happen. And, but their version of it. And um, these people have infiltrated everything. Now, Politically speaking is one thing, but if you want to find something quick and easy to find out what these Jesuits are all about, you can go right to Eric Phelps, Eric John Phelps. You know, he has videos on YouTube. Eric John, J-O-N, Phelps. And he does, uh, he also has a book called The Vatican Assassins. They're the ones who murder more than anybody. They're the ones who have infiltrated every major group, corporation, nation, the the Freemasons, uh, the banks, 
United States, everything. They're a, a sick lot of people. And that's, as you were talking and discussing the Jews, they're anything but Jews. The Orthodox Jews are the ones who practice Judaism, uh, can't stand the Zionists. They hate them because they're just genocidal psychopaths. And they use United States as the military and it's very easily done because the population is, uh, well, we're not looking for political correctness here. The population is stupid, willfully, willingly, tenaciously stupid. And you, you can't get them out of their stupidity. And it's, it's very difficult. I mean, this is the information age, almost 2018. And if you're watching television for your news, you are in serious trouble because they're all owned by the same people. FCC runs it all. Media is run by all these same Khazarians. It's, it's, it's the Khazar Mafia. They're not descendants of the Hebrews. They're Turkic Mongol Huns from the Caucasus area uh, near the mountains you would call Georgia, that area. Um, what happened was back in the first millennium after, you know, they call it AD, <clears throat> you had the biggest nation uh, was Khazaria. And there were pagans. There were penis worshippers. And they picked a religion that they thought wouldn't get annihilated by the others. So, you know, if you if they chose Christianity, they'd be fighting the, the Muslims. If they chose Islam or Muslim religion, they'd be fighting the Christians. They, they, they chose a Talmudic Judaism, which is man-made malarkey anyway. So what they did was they stepped in and stole a culture, kind of, and eventually went to, to take over everything. Because that's why they had a nation of Khazaria, because they were booted out of all parts of Europe and Asia. They were hated by everybody. They were just warlike marauders and, 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 and just nasty people. And they don't want you to know that that's where they're from. And that's who runs everything. And they run all the, the banks. They run all the big corporations. They run mainstream media. Everything. In fact, the United States is run by Rothschild. It's the family. That's how we got into the mess that we're into. And it goes back into the stuff that gets talked about in the T-Row shows. And what happened back in the days of the Revolution, Declaration of Independence, and then Articles of Confederation and the, and, the, and the Constitution. I mean, the Constitution is obviously it's nothing but a, a, a thinking bankruptcy contract. Debt. And, and what they're doing is they're keeping the United States in debt in perpetuity. That's all it is. You're using the wrong money. You're not using 12 USB 411. 
when you get a check, you're creating Federal Reserve fiction. They stole our money supply. They stole all the gold. Uh, the biggest heist going on right now with foreclosure fraud everywhere. They inflate and deflate the economy so that everybody finances, refinances, and then gets foreclosed upon based on fraud. So who's doing it? It's these Khazarian fake Jews, Knights of Malta, Knights of Columbus, HUD, you know, Housing Interest and Development, Catholic Charities, and they're being funneled out through the Federal Reserve of Denver. And they run everything. And people vote. You know, it's very difficult to get people to realize that their vote means nothing. And they think that they're choosing someone to be a president, which they're not. They might as well vote for dog catcher with Lisbon, Portugal. So that's about how much effect you're going to have. Uh, Trump and Hillary. That's who it boiled down to. So you had Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump, Hillary, uh, Cruz, all Zionists. And if you want to see who Trump is, what is the video on YouTube? Trump is the swamp. Watch that video. and You'll see who he is. He has uh, Jared Kushner, his son-in-law, who's another meat puppet for Israel, um, running everything. So DHS is Israel. BLM is Israel. The bar is under them or the, under the Jesuits. So they're running everything. And they're stealing everybody's land. You can't own anything. Look at your deed. You own a house. You think you own a house. You think you paid it off. Look at the deed. You'll see there's a tenant on the deed, and it's your all-cap size. Can't own land. Can't own property. Stop paying taxes. Watch what happens. So hey, you, David. You, you, yeah. Uh, I want want to say, you brought up Israel, uh, and something just came to my mind, that I I was reading something a while back, and it was talking about the Middle East uh, compared to, like, the Western nations or European nations. And it was talking about how all of the Western and European nations have all picked kind of a favorite ally in the Middle East. Um, And it talked about, you know... um, I think it was England or picked Turkey or whatever, and it was going down the list. And it said the United States has picked, and I was going to say Israel. And no, it said the United States has picked Syria, which makes total sense. I mean, they were supposed to be um, essentially the protectors of keeping the petrodollar, the petrodollar, you know, being backed by oil. And in return, you know, we would ensure safety for the Syrian people. And I stopped and thought, well, wait a minute, you know, I would have thought we had picked Israel. And that dawned on me, wait a minute, we didn't, the United States didn't pick Israel because the United States is Israel. I mean, if you want to go over the Balfour Declaration for a second for people, I think that'd be good. United States is Federal Reserve. So the banks, Rothschild, Israel, Vatican, all one thing. Okay. Israel is not our ally. Israel is the captor. The United States is under their control. People say, oh, they only get so many billion per year. 
You have to be really out to lunch to believe that because the entire Federal Reserve is funneling all of that money. All you, every, what you're doing is you're paying taxes to the crown. 40% goes to the Arch Treasurer, Elizabeth House of Windsor. 60% goes right to the Jesuit bank. So if you're paying income tax on your labor, you need to look at what you're doing and stop. So just by using Federal Reserve currency, you're increasing the debt. So that's how you become, even if you're not a U.S. citizen, you become the enemy of the state. And it's, a, it's they call it a dollar. It's not a dollar. It's, it's, it's a debt note. So Israel is no one's ally at all. Israel is using our people, our military, our energy, our everything to fund their satanic nastiness. And I'm not very, uh, as I said, politically correct about this. Um, I blame the people 51%. They believe they have the right to dedicate their time to nonsense and no learning. Now, I noticed on your tactical sovereignty page today, I noticed it today, I don't know when you put it up, but there's something very near and dear to my heart posted on there. And it's something that I use as an example all the time. The average college grad today cannot pass the eighth grade exit exam from the 1800s. We have a really dumbed down, ridiculous population. Now, why do I say this so confidently? It's because I sample the population every day. I go out, out in the world, and I talk to people. And I tell them about Federal Reserve Act Remedy 12 USC 411, how US citizens are basically, uh, it's, a, it's a corporate entity. Um, you're basically, you, know, you have assumed the status of a freed black slave from the 1800s because they were never considered the people, so they just got a new owner, became U.S. citizens. 14th Amendment U.S. citizens, they call it. So I show them how to stop paying taxes and how to stop the withholdings, I'll explain that there's a, a very simple remedy for that. And if you tell 100 people this, one, maybe one, will actually ask questions to stop paying taxes. I mean, that's how ridiculous the population is. They're jarheads. They won't let go, even when they get new information. So it looks like cognitive dissonance is an epidemic. It's insane. Now, then you have Facebook groups. I have over 50 Facebook groups, all different categories, but I sample them, and they're all paying taxes. Now, I notice that the further west you go, the more difficult it is to get through to the people because their whole culture, influence, and, and, and environment is public school and television or the mall. <laughs> There's no process of osmosis with stuff rubbing off to them from peer groups like you would have back home where I'm from in Boston. Um, it isn't because 
Bostonians are better than anybody. We're not so stupid to think that. Um, we have just more cultural influences. In fact, you want to learn more about America? You've got to ask someone from Europe. They, they, a lot of them know a lot more about what's going on here than people from here because we were, we were subject to this education system and the media, which is, is just pure nonsense. Um, I don't watch TV, but when I walk by one or I happen to notice something is on, you know, someone has it on, I listen to it, and it's laughable. They actually have created a mirage, a Disney World ride. Like if you've ever been to Disney World, there's a thing called the Small, Small World or the Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, that's where you are when you watch TV. You're in the wrong movie theater. They have you convinced that the United States is the government. They have you convinced that it's a country when they don't. They don't have, it's, it's all nonsense. <clears throat> it's, it's purely a corporation. And they have you in there as a corporate member, as a U.S. citizen. And they rope you in by two big methods. One, if you haven't gained control of your estate, to open up a primary account to move your estate over, which everyone has an estate, you are considered a ward of the state by abandonment. You haven't taken care of your business. <clears throat> the other one is to claim U.S. citizen status, which is that the ward of the state, and it gets compounded by using the wrong money. If you're using Federal Reserve booking entry and you're banking, you need to beat yourself in the head with a hammer until you stop because you're not supposed to be using internal revenue, military script. That's why they call it the petrodollar. Well, if you go back to the 70s, they say all oh, was the end of the gold standard in the 70s. That's a bunch of nonsense. It wasn't actually a gold standard to begin with. Dollars are based on silver. What happened was the, the, the Saudi and the other OPEC nations were cashing in. They were exchanging their Federal Reserve notes for gold, and they put an end to that. So they made a deal with the Saudis, who are more crypto Jews, by the way. They're, that's why they never have, never see them warring with, with Israel. New Kazaria is more like it. So what they did was they, they made them rich, got them filthy, fat, and rich with all this fiat. And uh, in exchange for not trying to exchange it in for gold, to give the redundancies in the terms. So that's what it is. And it's a big mirage. But the people, you have to be pretty, you know, out to lunch for, for this to fool you. I mean, I'm not a genius. I consider myself smack in the middle of what I would call average intelligence. And I could smell it back when I was 18. That's when I started to study history, 41 years ago. I mean, something's wrong. Nothing is as they say it is. You know, constitution, my eye, it's, it's, it's nonsense. You have the, the biggest litmus test for the constitution period are Articles 1 and 2 in what you call the Bill of Rights attached to the Constitution. There's no freedom of expression, and there's no freedom, there's no right to keep and bear arms. 
because they're always trying to limit and control that by saying that you're part of their employee group. So if you claim U.S. citizen status, you're a bloody United States government employee, and you tell them that when you fill out IRS forms. Look at the 1040 form. When you fill that out, you commit fraud. It says list taxpayer. What does jackass do? Oh, that's me. And then it says list income. What does jackass do? Oh, that's my labor. So, I mean, you're going to have a really dense population. And, you know, <laughs> I'm amazed. It's like walking around in, in, among zombies when you're out in the population. And again, you know, I'm, don't confuse what I'm saying. I'm, I don't consider myself a genius or better than anybody. I'm just paying attention. People live in their little drone world, their drone life. They watch TV. They pay everything out to taxes. You have a fist fight in your hand. You try to get a dime out of me for tax. <laughs> and I'll win. <laughs> I'm not going to pay anybody anything for any reason. It's my, my labor, my property. It's no, no one's business to take anything from me. Well, you know, and, I, and, and, and again, am I smarter than you? No. I will go, if someone drags me into a court, I'll tell the guy in the bench, I say, you own me? I'm not your slave. You don't own me all night. Get out of my face. You know, I'm a belligerent combatant. Uh, I mean, a, a belligerent claimant that will all You're going to get nowhere. And why? People pay. Well, it's only $200 fine. They pay it. They don't prosecute. They don't. And this is all these Kazarian, ABA, Middle Temple, ends of the court, City of London, Jesuit, fake Jews. They hide behind the Jews, just like the Jesuits and the Catholics hide behind Christians. The Muslims, you know. I hate to clue you, but Allah is the pagan Bedouin nomadic tribe, God of the moon. Uh, so when you kneel down and face east toward Mecca, that's the black cube of Saturn that you're bowing down to, and that's the same black cube in the middle of the Star of Moloch that they call the Star of David, anything but the Star of David. So it's, it's a big lie, and it's, it's nonsense. So everybody is actually living a lie where it's very easy to get out of it. And once I recognize something that's not true, I want out of it. I don't want to perpetuate it. You know, I want nothing to do with the United States. I want nothing to do with their crazy religion. So the history is even crazier than people think. And when you go back to the origins of people and in the Old Testament and what's right there under your nose, a lot of people aren't prepared for what's actually in there. You know, they, they, you know, they think that some, you know, angel came down, because that's how they, they call them angels. Uh, <laughs> what is an angel? You have basic foreigners from this planet. Man was manufactured and genetically modified. Any, ask anybody who knows genetics. It's proof right in the DNA. There's things that are fused in the DNA, they are unnatural in any other form of life on the planet. And it's right there. What happened to Homo, Homo erectus? All of a sudden, 
Homo sapiens and Homo sapiens sapiens, right there in the Bible. And there's history of it, and it's proven. You can find it. And the Vatican's trying like hell to cover it up, but they can't do it anymore. So now what are they doing? They have an archbishop that's a minister of aliens, alien communication, alien interaction, an interface with aliens. They're doing controlled opposition because they know it's leaking out. It's a, another world in our solar system that they don't want to talk about. They, they mention it in movies and things, but uh, Adam was genetically modified from primitive men and Eve. And the whole story of the Garden of Eden was turned fast backwards to make you believe that the good guy was the bad guy and the bad guy was the good guy. This is the Vatican plan. The whole history, all the way up to the New Testament, is all twisted. And once you start seeing it, it becomes very clear. So Yeah, I, I want to say I'd recommend anybody to look up uh, the secret book of John that wasn't included in the scriptures. And it talks about uh, the creation story. Uh, you have to really pay attention to identify it because it is really bizarre the way it's written. But it kind of really helps you make sense of that whole situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I always wish there was a book. And it might be like, dummy here doesn't know about it. But if you take the words that, that Jesus spoke, just his words alone, and, you know, you have them in different books, but the quotes that he wrote are, are said, it's bulletproof philosophy, no matter what you believe. I mean, it's beautiful stuff. And he's looking right at these Pharisees, Sadducees, these crazy, they call themselves Jews, Judeans, my eye. He told them, he says, your father is the devil, the adversary, Satan, Anki, yeah, yeah, right? And you're the synagogue of Satan. I mean, if the Old Testament God was the good guy, why would we need a Messiah? He came there to basically to, to fulfill the BS law, the Ten Commandments, and all their other laws. There's 600 and something. Comes up to what? 613 or some crazy thing like that. And, and that's that's how these crazy people live. These satanic, Talmudic, crackpot people. And, and again, it's not politically correct, but they're crackpots. They think they're the chosen people. So, well, they are. They're, they're satanic. They're the chosen people of Satan. So, like, it, it was a movie, a quote, well, I don't believe in Satan. <laughs> the guy goes, well, he certainly doesn't believe in you. So you have to pay attention to other people's beliefs, whether you believe in it or not. They're controlling your life. That's the IRS. That's the Federal Reserve. Those are the people who, who get ransom money out of you every month for property taxes, a foreclosure, a mortgage that you take. Some people involved with uh, your group and my group, they know that there is no mortgage. You're prepaid. So what do they do? They, they, these crackpot Jesuit fake Jews, they created the dead guy out of the living guy. So you went from secure creditor to debtor all in the blink of an eye. So don't think that Israel is your buddy. Don't think that, you know, they're your buddies. They're not. In, in fact, a lot of them are complaining that they're, 
when they go to their temple on Saturday. That the, the rabbis are, are, are finagling all their money and sending it to Israel. It's, you know, not all not all of these people who grew up that were told that they were Jews, they're not Semitic at all. They don't have any Semitic genes in them unless they intermarried somewhere, but they have no legitimate lineage to anything at all. They're flat out busted, broke, zero, zilch, morally bankrupt group of people. You look at what they, their, their rituals are. I mean, you got these rabbis that they're just filling their people's heads up with nonsense. And the same goes for these imams and clerics with the Muslims. I mean, I know plenty of Muslim people. I've worked with them. They're average blokes. Like a lot of the Jews, they're average, they're average blokes. But their leadership leaves an enema. And, but we have to live with them because they're the ones who have enslaved America. America is supposed to be the land of the free. And we're not. We're anything but free unless you're mentally stubborn like I am. You, 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 told you, you, won't, you won't get anything out of me. Try to tax me, you know, you'll have a, a I'll put you on a treadmill. And, 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 and that's what it is. It's the people aren't stubborn enough. If the people across America, 1% of them would prosecute those guys on the bench every time they did human and child trafficking and extortion and coercion into the office of the president. If 1% of the population would prosecute them, it would be over. It would be over, but they don't. They go along with it. They're sickening. sickening. The general population is a sickening pile of, of imbeciles. I know how it sounds, but oh well. Yeah, even Jesus went in when they were demanding the shekels out of them back in the temple when he threw everybody out, tipped over the tables, the whole bit. That's what it was. He was slapping the money changers. And that's who it is. Yeah, yeah, never came before in, in form or in, by the word, never, ever, ever appeared according to the, the words of Jesus. And yeah, I, I admit, I. Yeah, the guy that Moses met up on the mountain was, was, was not the creator, he was an emissary. Our, our father only speaks to Jesus. So right, that's, that's why the words are read in the Bible are so important. Right. So if you're a Christian, you've got nothing to fear. There's no doubt that we have a Messiah. It's just that the history of him is not what he was told. The history was hidden to protect him because it wouldn't have gone forward in in, in biblical history. It was put out there in reality uh, or in real writing, in real terms. It goes all the way back to Flavius Josephus. Before 100 years, 150 years before the uh, Council of Nicaea. Yeah. So you, you have as a bunch of jackasses running the planet. Why? People. People are good slaves. They love it. They love to be a slave. They love their debt instruments. You know, they can't wait to go get along. <laughs> they love it. My, my family from the whole country. They paid for everything cash. You know, little do they realize that the cash was no good. But, um, like, if you think you paid for your house, you didn't. 
You didn't, unless you bought it in silver and got a uh, title of a lodium, you, you don't own anything. Because, again, the deed is of an abandonment. It's color of title, it's not a title. So people say, well, the, the crown, they stole all the land, they have all the land, they have all the title. Well, that's not true. They have ownership over everything that's related to a U.S. citizen. If you call yourself registered to vote, any affiliation with U.S. citizen status, run to the mirror and look at an imbecile because you have the information all over the place redundantly. U.S. citizen is jackass status. Get out of there. It's stupid, especially today. U.S. citizen. The all-caps guy you see on that driver's license, he's the U.S. citizen. You've done nothing to get naturalized as a U.S. citizen. Stop using their stupid money, 12 U.S.C. 411. You can go on the Federal Reserve Act Remedy Facebook page, watch the video in the top 10 posts, David Merrill, for 33 minutes. He tells you what to do. And then if you want, ask me in private. I'm on Facebook. Send you the paperwork to stop the withholding. You have to give them permission to withhold money. Then they'll say, oh, we have to take Social Security. Oh, that's a lie, Phil. That's a lie. That was online. Yeah. The only people that are required who have can ask you for your Social Security number are demanded or when you get Social Security benefits. That's it. You're living a lie. You're supposed to have FICA, Social Security, state income tax, federal income tax, and know the IRS isn't going to come after you. The IRS is your buddy once you correct your status. You have the private and the public. They're not even allowed to talk to each other. They're nowhere near each other. So once you go on the private side, the IRS is, is, is your buddy. When you have an estate, you have to open up a private trust. You've been paid with debt instruments your entire life. They owe you all that money. Right. They haven't paid you yet. All they've been giving you is IOU. On top of IOU. On top of IOU. You have no silver. They don't pay you with silver dollars. That's a dollar. Why do you think when you write a check, you have a box that you write numbers and you have a line that you write it out? It's inside the box. Is it part of the contract? Simple contract. You're making an agreement to owe somebody something. You're discharging. So... Your cars, your cars are prepaid. When you when you buy a car with Federal Reserve banking crap, you're giving power of attorney to the dealership to send your MSO to the state. You think, oh, the bank holds the note. The bank doesn't hold the note. Bank does you didn't borrow money from the bank, number one. Number two, the state destroyed the MSO. They made copies of it. And they put it on the open market. MSO is destroyed. You have to prove that before you can go back after another one. So everything is a lie. The big, you're in, as my friend Gary puts it, you're in the wrong movie theater. You paid your money to go into the Matrix and you sat down in Fantasia. <laughs> Pick up your popcorn and go to the other theater. You're in the wrong place. Get up. Get, get up. <laughs> Then you notice the guy on the bench is goofy. You got Mickey Mouse, the prosecutor, Minnie Mouse, the public defender. You know, I mean, think about it. Are you in a courtroom? You are? 
guy on the bench is a Crown Temple Bar attorney. He works for State House. The prosecutor is a Crown Temple Bar attorney. He works for State House. And the public defender that defends the public from you because you're the enemy of the state, they want to stick it to you. He's a Crown Temple Bar attorney. He's working for State House in that capacity. So they're all members of the Mickey Mouse Club. Are you in a court of law? If you think you are, <laughs> run to the mirror again. Look at the imbecile. The mock military tribunal. Watch the movie Rules of Engagement. Watch Rules of Engagement and tell me that that court looks familiar to you. A military tribunal. What it is. When a guy in a bench bank can instruct the jury or tamper with the witness at will, you're in a military tribunal. And if you don't believe me, look at that gold fringe banner hanging on the pole. That's a military rule banner. So, you know, yeah, everything is BS. I'm just glad I figured it out a long time ago. You figure it out, everything changes. It's not just the gold fringe flag, but then that flag will also have um, the eagle on the top of it. And uh, there's been so much stuff done with symbolism and everything like that that we see it every day. I I would say even I noticed, you know, you travel down the road and you look at road signs, the shapes of them, for instance, like the shape of the yield sign that that's chosen for a reason. That shape means something. Uh, That's the inverted triangle. That means something. He destroys the serpent, doesn't he? Yeah. The Garden of Eden. It's not the bad guy. (laughs) It wasn't the bad guy. But yeah. Yeah. The, the serpent. Who put his knowledge of sin? Jesus opened our eyes. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's, you, you've been basically shot. Knowledge. He, he wanted to get this knowledge. Right. It's very important. The seed has to die before it's born again. Yeah. That's what he was telling us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think people have totally lost what being born again really is. And it, it blows my mind, especially with these symbols. You know, you see people um, with necklaces on, uh, you know, have a cross. And, and then there's people all upset because Chelsea's wearing an upside-down cross necklace all the time. And it's like, you know, you guys really don't get it. I mean, if Jesus or Yeshua was to come back and see all, all of these um, crosses, like on churches and people hanging them around their neck, I mean, it, to me, that would be just such a huge slap in the face. In fact, even the steeples on churches. That steeple, you're going back to the phallic symbol of Horus. You're going back to paganism, and you're going to go and put this cross that you think represents Christianity and Jesus, you're going to put it on top of that phallic symbol. What a slap in the face. That would be like JFK coming back and seeing people wearing necklaces that had a rifle on them, or people having um, you know, a post in front of their yard, out in their yard that had a rifle on it. Or even worse, that if they took that symbol of the rifle to simulate JFK, if they took that symbol of the rifle and put it on top of a CIA symbol and used that to commemorate JFK. I mean, come on. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. I mean, people are, it's right under their nose, but they don't wake up. You know, they're busy watching football and fuck. You know, the, 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 the bleach blonde with the short skirt and the cleavage. They, as long as they're getting the news from her, they're happy. And 
it's ridiculous. Look at the Washington Monument, the giant circumcised penis. Hello. I mean, don't they, you know, me, I get repulsed by it. You know, what kind of a man wants to build a penis monument? Seriously, he has to be sick in the head. Should you look at them as our founding fathers and our leaders? You know, well, this is all this is all this pagan religion that's been put in front of our face, and now we're and it's a very sexual based religion as well, and uh, worshiping uh, fertility and things like that. And if you go in and look at what's happening with Hollywood right now, what's happening with a lot of senators, congressmen, etc., all being exposed over sexual things, this is you're starting to see the surface reactions from this paganism that has been followed by this country for so long. When we talk about one nation under God, it didn't tell you which God. And people yeah. are starting to learn which God. Oh, yeah, is it, who's, which God? It's right there in the Bible. They mix their seeds with the daughters of men. Oops. Everyone thinks, you know, it just popped into my mind, not that it's necessarily part of the conversation, but they, what they did was they demonized sex, but they're normalizing pedophilia and weird stuff. Now, Sodom and Gomorrah, once you start figuring out the history of what happened, that wasn't about homosexuality and unrighteous people. That's when these, they called them the fallen angels, these extraterrestrials, were having sex with, with hybrid women. They found the women, the daughters of men, to be beautiful. And that's what it was. So it, was it, it was a war, by the way. That's what, when Lot's wife turned to a pillar of salt. That's a it was a nuclear blast, and that fallout is what destroyed Eden, as I can tell. I mean, I'm still, you know, although I've been at learning this for a while, I still have a long way to go. Um, there are people that are on it now, and it makes it a lot easier because they're spending as much time on this as I spend on bar fraud, you know. Well, you know what? You're talking, you're talking about the pedophilia being normalized. And, you know, there's a couple of perfect situations people can see this at. Um, I, I was uh, reading a, it was a newspaper clipping uh, referring to a court case going on on Canada right now. Canada is going to be experiencing the same problems that uh, the U.K. has been experiencing with so many of the Muslims coming in. And, you know, I do not refer to them as a race. They're, they're not a race. They're actually a military movement, a military occupation. Yeah. Who's bringing them there? Who's bringing them there? Yeah, well, they're opening the doors and they're letting them in. And what they're doing is chaos is being created in those people's homelands, and then they're saying, oh, there's freedom here. Come over here. And what it's being done purposely to destroy a society. And this, this case yeah. in Canada was over a guy, uh, he was a Muslim, and, you know, said, who cares, Muslim, whatever. And he was from the Middle East, and he was caught in a shower uh, rubbing, what they said, a, a young man's back. Well, they didn't come right out and say it. You know, at age of consent in Canada, 16 years old. Uh, this kid was 15 years old. They wouldn't blatantly call it out for what was really happening 
in the newspaper even. They were trying to normalize it. And they were saying that this guy doesn't have any uh, criminal history. He's been a good guy. Oh, wait a second. But they don't tell you this guy had only been in Canada for three months. You know what I mean? And so here you've got Canada trying to normalize this and soften this. And even on our own televisions, you you go back to the people growing up in the 80s watching TV or whatever, watching Full House. And you go back and look at some of those episodes with fresh eyes. Uh, Bob Saget, amongst the people in Hollywood, was referred to as Dirty Bob. They said he was the nastiest, most foul-mouthed, crude guy around. And his daughter, in fact, when his daughter was born, his uh, wife and child almost died, all right? And right after his daughter was born, one of his friends came there to the hospital and, and saw his daughter. Oh, what a beautiful daughter you have, you know, trying to be a nice guy. And Bob Saget's reply to this guy was, Sure. He says, for a dollar, you can finger her. And this guy was, uh, Bob said, one of the lead guys on uh, a television show that so many young people were watching. And, you, and like I said, you go back to Full House and you'll see those innuendos. Was that the American Funniest Videos? Yeah, he did American Funniest Videos also. Yeah, Bob Sagan. I know, I, I can't put the name. Again, it's these Khazars that are bringing the Muslims here. Rothschild runs U.S., so if the Muslims are coming here, they want the Muslims and the Christians to war against each other, okay? And most of the Christian sects have lost Christianity anyway. There's 501c3 Vatican names. So um, we're in trouble. They're bringing in these psychotic, fanatic, Islamic jihadis over here. And when you see them going across Europe, it's all military age men. You know, it's not like that they're bringing over women and children. They're bringing well, I them to prisons and sending them over here. That's the Wahhabi spring. Yeah. So <laughs> look at what they're People doing. need to... People need to realize, though, also that these people being brought in, this whole Muslim movement, one of the biggest things that the Jesuits do, and they've done it, like Dave said in the beginning of the call, is they were kicked out of every nation. The Jesuits were kicked out of everywhere they went, okay? And so what the Jesuits have done is they've infiltrated every organization and movement at every level, right down to, you know, whatever denomination and church you go to, they've been infiltrated by the Jesuits. And the Jesuits infiltrated the Muslim movement as well. Um, if you don't believe it, you can go back and look at pictures of them kissing the feet of the Pope, these Muslim guys kissing oh, yeah. the feet of the Pope. That was their master. And the Jesuits have yeah. infiltrated every level. And so this, these so-called Muslims that are coming over, this is all a Jesuit movement that's occurring. That's yeah. exactly what's happening. Yeah, I, I find them, they, they, you know, it, it sounds extreme, but the, the Jesuits are a disease, and they need to be exterminated. But the population, the idea of doing it is a waste of time to think about it, because the population isn't there. The population is completely gone. I think we, we lost it. You know, there what few of us who are enlightened are out there, the very few. Um, 
Very few. Thank goodness. Well, I want to go. I want to go back to that that uh, situation happening on Canada right now. Also, and mention something else about it. Um, the defense counsel for that uh, Middle Eastern guy, her statement regarding the charges that they were talking about um, having pending against this gentleman, if, you know, call him a gentleman. Uh, she said that essentially at the core of the issue was. Um, not realizing a societal difference. And it's like, wait a minute, a societal difference? What are you talking about? As if when people from another land come here, we have to accept what are considered norms in their society, right? And we have so many of these snowflake or whoever they are, people out there, oh, we need to love each other, bring these people in, you know. Uh, things have happened in their homeland, and if it happened to us, we would want somebody to take us in. We need to be kind and nice to them, da-da-da. Well, hold on a second. These people do not assimilate to the culture they come into. They don't even keep their own views and beliefs to themselves. They push it on everybody else. That is the reason for bringing them in. And if these snowflakes or whatever want to go and say, oh, okay, we can be nice to them, bring them in, this and that, they need to go back and look at what is considered societal norms of those people. Uh, for instance, most people don't even know, they've never even heard of what a uh, bacha is. Or they're also called bacas or uh, bezi boys. Um, it's translated, that means boy play, right? And these are the dancing boys. And this is considered a norm in Asia, you know, in the Middle East. If you go into Wikipedia, it says it's a recognized institution. These Baza boys are a recognized institution. And that is the culture that you are inviting in. People don't even realize it. You know, it's all happening because we have bad people running things, but the general population is accepting it. We, you know, <laughs> well, you look at you look at what happened. Look at what happened when Trump went to the Middle East and the places he visited. Saudi Arabia opened or welcomed him with open arms, and they are one of the epicenters of like these Bazi boys. And you look at you look at all of this pedophilia and people getting busted here in America at higher levels right now. And then the shooting at Mandalay Bay. Well, who owns that top floor at Mandalay Bay right above the position of the supposed shooter? Saudi Arabia owns that floor. The Prince owns that floor. Saudi Arabia connection going down. Saudi Arabia and Bill Gates. That's who owns the top of that building. And yeah, they're all in bed together. If you go on Facebook to fake news versus fake news, that's one of my pages. Um, I've been posting a lot on that. And uh, there's all kinds of stuff going on that's coming out. These, these, these psychopaths are not able to keep them, their, their operations uh, under wraps anymore. 
everything leaks out. The people are getting smarter. The internet is, you know, it, it all started with 9-11. 9-11, everyone figured it out. Israel, CIA, Mossad, Bush, Cheney, media. Right. They, 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 Israel commandos pulled that off. They blasted the buildings down and they used transferred energy. They used several different methods all at once. That's why it came down so well. Um, anyone who, who, who pays attention and reads and studies, I have over 2,000 hours on 9-11 because when it happened, I do failure analysis uh, on um, optomechanical systems. So when you do failure analysis um, in material science, you really get pretty good at, 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 at investigation because most of the stuff that you're investigating isn't there for you to look at and look, you know, because sometimes it's in orbit and it fails. You have to figure out what, what went wrong. It always boils down to forensics and it's always intertwined with fraud. So you had these two warring factions at this company that I went. You had the engineering staff, the scientists, and then you had the administrative staff. And they were arguing about what happened. And anybody who knows anything about mechanical engineering will tell you that if you think that two aluminum beer cans with jet engines on them full of jet fuel took down three buildings, you failed physics in the head. So I spent a lot of time on this, a lot of time. And Israel did it. Israel pulled off 9-11. So anyone who thinks that these crackpots, these satanic spit-in-the-gutter jack, jackasses are our allies, they're worshiping their captives is what they're doing, Stockholm. They're not our friends. They're not our allies. They're the enemy. Yeah, so the Saudis Saudi just gave them something and, to hide behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Bush is another. They're all the royal <laughs> family. They're all related. Yeah. Yeah. So what we have is all jackasses running everything, and the and the the general population, fluoride drinking imbeciles. I mean. My God, I mean, you have to be really dead to think that the Saudis who couldn't fly planes took down three concrete steel structures straight down into their basement in dust. You have to really be dead to think that jet and jet planes flew through. Now, I'll, I'll tell you what tipped me off in the very beginning which is why I took on the job of investigating for the company to see what went wrong, to stop the war. Anybody who's good at photography and has a big camera, big lenses, you know, people who are, you know, a, a little advanced over the average, you can't focus on the inside of a helicopter and on buildings that are couple of thousand yards away. Doesn't work. If you photograph a bee on a flower, the bee is in focus, the flower isn't. 
infinity doesn't happen in five feet on a gigantic lens because it's impossible. I'm an optical engineer and master optician. Believe me when I tell you. <laughs> when that whole event was so full of nonsense, you, you, you can't cover it up. And, and the evidence is it boatloads copious amounts of evidence. So, Larry, you know, speaking of. Oh, go go ahead with that line of thought. Go ahead with that line of thought. Silverstein, Lowy, and the other one there, the the owners of the building. Um, Then all of a sudden, at the end of the day, Building 7 went down. Now, Silverstein says we had to pull the building. All right, let's talk about this. He had to pull the building, meaning demolition. Okay, duh, that's demolition. But while it was on fire in the middle of this disaster, they did a month's worth of wiring and and, and, and planting explosives in five hours? I mean, seriously, this is why I speak the way I do. If you think that the official story is what happened, (laughs) kill yourself because you're really, you shouldn't reproduce if you're that stupid. And, 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 oh, my God, then the Pentagon, where was the plane? I saw the, 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 the video footage of it right after it happened. Where was the plane? There wasn't one. It was a missile. You think a, an aluminum beer can is going to penetrate five layers of concrete in the Pentagon? Oh, my God. Then the one that went down in Pennsylvania, they made a movie about it. Where was the plane? Where were the people? (laughs) They're laughing at America. How stupid they are. They're laughing at people in America. What can you do? I mean, this this is something that you can't fix. You can't fix the population. You know, the only thing you can do is is, 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 is shoot their television. Then maybe they'll walk around and start something in, in nature will rub off on them and they'll die. You know, used to be, you know, things were different. It used to be if you were dumb, you, you died. You lost your life from um, forces of nature. Now we're protecting people from forces of nature. We need more dangerous toys. Used to be all the stupid kids killed themselves. Now they're living to kill us instead. Because we protected them. You know? That's what I stole that line from a talk show host. Austin Howie Carr. We need more dangerous toys. <laughs> the kids are just growing up to be jackasses. I mean, I went to, I, I worked for five years before I went to college. Four and a half years. So I was I was the oldest freshman around. <laughs> and I couldn't believe how all the lunch these kids are. You know, I, I was blown away. Well, you know what? They've all got their safety zones and safety areas in school and college and stuff. And I would love to be there when they're at their first job and their boss puts the hammer down on them. They're never going to be able to exist in society. 
No, they, 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 they're, they're, it's a wonder they don't sit there and drool on themselves. I want to open this up for, I want to open this up for Q and A if somebody had anything, um, on this topic or other topics, uh, Dave is a wealth of info, so I'm going to unmute the lines and uh, just let us know who you are and uh, try and be succinct with your questions. Is there anyone left or did we scare them away? Oh, no, no. We've had plenty come on. And uh, if you're not speaking or asking a question or something, please keep your line muted just to avoid background noise. That way I don't have to go through and unmute people. All right, so let's open up if anybody had a question or anything. I think we scared them, Brian. <laughs> no, they're deeply thinking, I guess, probably. But, uh, yeah, everybody's open if they have anything. <laughs> I know uh, my buddy Walter's here. He normally has a statement or something. But, anyway, it's not important. Uh, I just yeah. really wanted to lay out tonight that every, we know that everything we've been told is BS. So why do we still believe some of the things we do? And especially when it comes to the Jewish people. I mean, everything's been so intertwined. And as I was saying today before the call, you know, this is why you see that the Jewish people don't want to follow the New Testament. That's why they say, you know, they only recognize the Old Testament. Because the New Testament does not recognize uh, the Jewish people as a religion. All it talks about when it comes to um God or, or Jesus is actually the blessings on the church and that he will return for his church. Uh, if it said that he would return for the Jewish people, I'm sure they would recognize it, but they don't because Jesus came, it, he said not to destroy the law, but to perfect the law and that there is now neither Jew nor Gentile. You know, we are all looked at equally. We are all the same. And the only difference between any of us is who is a part of his church, who are his people, and who isn't. Well, yeah. next time we'll have to make the subject holiday recipes. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's a tough pill to swallow. You know, everything that you were taught, school, Bible, church, everything, all nonsense. Everything you did was against the law. Marriage licenses, driver's licenses, voter registration. Then had. Well, if you if you stand back and consider, for instance, in a hypothetical setting, that you were the ruler of just even say only a nation, and that you could dictate how everything was going to be set up, the system that is in place now is set up perfectly for the way you would want to have it set up. To be to have the most control over the population. Yeah, that's why um, the government for the United States of America, 1781. That's you know, that's what I'm doing. The way out. So, um, it's it's real, and and you can't be a lone wolf because that's not a nation. 
tumbleweed. You have to stand together for something and take back your land, the way of life, everything. It, and it, it, they make it easy. The only thing that's difficult about it is the web page. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You can nav- navigate that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just important. You'll, you'll get through. Don't, don't use Fairway. Federal Reserve. If you get a check, put 12, I mean, put the all caps guy on the back, 12 USD 411. So you have a different line that you put on the back. I kind of like your idea instead of demand for lawful money. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things, too, is that everybody's been so dumbed down that, oh, just, just sign the check and give it. it. Nobody was ever taught about a restricted endorsement. You're leaving the door wide open for whoever gets their hands on that check unless you do a restricted endorsement on there. On mine, yeah, what's I put... That, what's that last line? What's that last line? Because Dawn and I were on, talking about this. On, uh, what I write on mine? Yeah. Yeah. Not what uh, the other one. What I put on mine is because generally with a check that you're taking to the bank, you're depositing it. So I put on there a special deposit for 12 USC 411. Special deposit. Oh. Yeah. I like, yeah, I I like the, that. I do the 12. Yeah. Yeah. Special deposit yeah. instead of demand for lawful money. You can go to Google or Ping or... You, you put all your all caps and then that and then... Special deposit. That's it? Underneath, at the bottom line. Okay. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that again. Yeah. You don't have to do it now during the call, but it's kind of important you can, people know that there's a, way, there's a way to stop using Federal Reserve. You write the all you, caps name, that's, that's what you write 12 USD 411, and then special deposit and put it in a zero interest account and That's it, it doesn't yeah. go in as federal reserve. Right. So stop using federal reserves. And that means stop. I know how it sounds to when people when I tell people, but stop. Don't perpetuate the debt. Don't continue being a US citizen. It's called yeah. stupid. Once you know duckle dragging stupid to continue doing the wrong thing once you've been shown. It's like Take a left, there's the cliff. Take a right, paradise. Well, no, I have to go left. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> That's the cliff. But, you know what, Dave? If I, something I want to address on that topic, too, is I uh, did a post a couple of days ago about the $100 bill. And if, you know, forever, <laughs> pretty much as long as we've been on, on these Federal Reserve notes, it says on there, for use public or private. So which way are you using it? Have you stipulated? And people don't even know the difference between public and private. And if you look right. at the hundred dollar bill, the new hundred dollar bill, they took the uh, signatures of the secretaries for the treasury and they took them from just being on the left and right hand side. They moved them all to the left hand side. They put that blue bar down the middle of it, which turns it into two different instruments and then they put the gold inkwell on the right hand side with that statement in gold writing from the declaration of independence telling you that whenever a nation becomes despotic it is your responsibility to 
demolish it or establish a new one, abolish it or establish a new one. And that's what you have to do. I mean, there is action that is supposed to be taken by the people. Uh, A quote from Benjamin Franklin, or that's credited to him, was that when he was asked, you know, what they had done, you know, behind those guarded doors, he said, uh, we've created a republic if you can keep it. Well, number one, he lied. They they didn't create a republic. They created a corporation is what they did. But to me, the main words that he said is, if you can keep it. That means there was some action that we had to take, and nobody's taken any action. Everybody sat back on their butt. They sit back on their rectum. But if you go into a legal dictionary and see what a rectum is, a rectum is actually your rights. Rectum and rights are the same thing. You're sitting on your butt and letting the corporation do everything, and we're not even doing what um, Benjamin Franklin had said, which is if you can keep it, meaning you have to do some work now, and nobody has. Well, you know, you, you, you said something that needs to be addressed, public versus private. For general information, when it comes to United States, which is a private corporation, when you're in the public, you're saying that you're part of that private corporation. So public means private when it comes to the U.S. So there's private meaning outside of United States private. You're in your own private world. But if you're public, you're a part of them. And... Back after the war and the Reconstruction, a U.S. citizen status was created for the freed black slaves. So one day before that happened in July of 1868, on the 28th, out came the the, uh, 14th Amendment BS. One day before, was chapter 249 in the 15th Statutes of Lodge, the right to expatriate. So everybody with a brain expatriated. Well, why would you want to be part of a private bank-owned Vatican Trust corporation? Okay? So even today, you know, you have to expatriate. Anybody who wants to claim U.S. citizen status is the incompetent imbecile ward of the state. Mm-hmm. How it works. I mean, it is what it is. You know, you can't put a big L on your forehead and say that you're not a loser. I mean, you, you, you put the L on your forehead. Yeah, I'm a U.S. citizen. You, you, you signed an affidavit when you registered to vote. Voters can't pick presidents or CEOs. Even the electors, they, they, they're, they're chosen. It's not, it's a mirage. It's a mirage. I think it's a mirage. All well, Dave, you, you actually hit, hit on one of my hot-button issues there, too. Could, could you turn down the speaker for me just a little bit? I'm getting a lot of feedback. Done. Thanks. I'm, I'm hearing myself talk to myself, and I, I hear that enough as it is anyway. But, <laughs> you know, to have people checking off that box for U.S. citizen or they do their taxes in the spring or they do that person's taxes in the spring and they sign under penalty of perjury, you know, that everything is correct and that they're a U.S. citizen, well, they are actually defrauding themselves and committing perjury right there by doing that yep. because – 
nobody has ever signed an oath or affirmation to U.S. Inc. And everybody well, wants to complain about the immigrants coming in. Guess what? These immigrants that are coming in as an evil of a purpose for them coming is they actually have probably a higher standing than you when it comes to U.S. Inc. because they have taken classes and probably know a little bit more than the average Joe and have taken an oath and affirmation to U.S. Inc. Well, read their 13th and 14th Amendment. They're telling you that, that everything is fine until you commit a felony. And that's what they do. They make you commit a felony only every day. You commit a felony when you when you fill out a tax form. Yeah, there's a good book out there called Three Felonies a Day I recommend to everybody. Yeah, so, you know, you're committing a felony when you when you sign a driver's license. When you say you're a U.S. citizen, they have you in felony. That's how they control you as, as the enemy of the state and the prisoner of war. You do anything to claim that you're a U.S. citizen, you did nothing to become one, um, you're putting yourself in their jurisdiction. So your, your warden comes out to get you, the cop. He has, he has you and we're going to enforce commercial code upon you. A lot of those immigrants are coming in and, and they're claiming the U.S. Well, they were supposed to give you two options to become a state citizen or a U.S. citizen. And they no longer offer you the state citizen status because they want you as a U.S. citizen. Why? The because they want you to be the debtor because of the bankruptcy. It's like more the birth us, certificate. As more of us are waking up and becoming non-U.S. citizens, they're bringing in immigrants to fill in that place. Yeah. They just want their money. Right. So you, you, they, all they care, they want birth certificates. <laughs> they want birth certificates. And they want to li- they want to liquidate it. They're taking out you know all this estate and insurance on I've, I've seen a lot of immigration coming in asking about becoming a, a non-U.S. citizen. I mean. And what they catch them on. Yeah, they bring them in, but they're filling in to be a U.S. citizen. Well, remember, Brian was just saying that they have a higher standing than you. Well, think yeah. about this. If you're an illegal, they call them illegal. I suppose they have a lot of more benefits. Well, when they, when they come in and they get caught without a license and they're, they're, they're using a car, they have rights. Well, sure. I, but U.S. I, citizens don't have any rights. They have limited privileges called civil rights. So if you, hey, you know what? Civil yeah, you're yeah. right. Hey, Brian, you can just I just brought up something? I want to. I want to. Oh, hold on just a second, brother. I want to address something on that because this is one of the things that was part of my real awakening was that there was a gentleman in my community, and uh, somebody told me they said that he had just gotten a DUI. And I, I knew this guy uh, was Italian, at least in his heritage. And I wasn't sure what his status was as far as the U.S. goes. And I said, oh, really? You know, he got a DUI, huh? And they said, yeah. They said, he's had multiple DUIs. I said, multiple? What are you talking about? You know, here on Florida, after like three or four, you're in jail for five years. So I went and looked up his record, and I went to a court of courts. This was his 13th DUI. 13th and i'm thinking how is he 
not already behind bars for five or ten years. And right underneath his picture, uh, under the, for the court of courts, it had IT listed there. Meaning his citizenship was still Italian. So he was actually being afforded uh, more rights. Not that I think you should have a right to commit DUIs, but he was looked at totally different than the average American Joe here running around thinking they're a U.S. citizen is looked at. Um, somebody wanted to ask something or say something, so I want to open the floor for them. Okay, Brian, thank you. I want to disagree with you, Brian, a while ago, what, a few things you were saying, if that's okay. Um, you know, remember I've you only said about, a couple things, so. Yeah, remember when you were talking about Thomas Jefferson, I'll give you this if you can keep it, you know. You mean Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin, you mean? Benjamin Franklin, I mean. You remember, I think every one of these founding fathers, you know, were high-level devil worshippers, okay? They knew exactly what they were doing, okay? This thing has all been set up in secret, okay? So I agree. You you cannot blame my neighbor, you know, for this satanic hidden junk that's going on, Okay? You you just can't say that it's our fault because it's not. We have been led a certain way. Well, see, they're they're purposely misleading us. You can't hold my neighbor that don't know this. She believes the truth. You know, she thinks she's getting the truth on TV. She thinks she's getting the truth at her local church. She just don't realize that everything's a damn lie. You know it? <laughs> and... Well, I'm not holding I'm not holding anybody responsible uh, because we're all waking up, and I think this is a beautiful thing. So uh, the only blame no, is that here's we problem. never really went to see who was really running things behind the scenes, which so we really didn't do our due diligence. But that's oh, fine. Can say that. That's what I'm disagreeing with you. When these son of bitches lie to us, it's not our fault. Then see what should happen is they should be hung. See, it's not, it's not our due diligence to have to keep up with these satanic Jews and stuff. It's not. They should just be hung, and then we don't have to worry about that. Then we can enjoy life as we should. See, that, well, you're, you're not you, holding them you. accountable. You're holding the wrong people accountable. My neighbor, she didn't know, okay? She should not be held accountable. These satanic Jews should be hung. They should be held accountable for all this satanic worship they're trying to do and throw on us. You see my point? Yeah, I do, and I think that's coming. I think that's coming. I do, too. At the same I time. Think it is. But okay. at, at the you're same time. You're, it, let me come on, back and agree with you. you so, hold on, hold on just a second. Hold on, I just want to mention one thing. But at the same time, when the lawn boy comes and knocks on my door and wants payment for mowing the lawn, guess what I do first? I kind of peek around the lawn a little bit to make sure he completed the job before I pay him. You know, I don't automatically assume, and that's what has hurt everybody, is that we've assumed that everything they've done has been correct instead of taking a look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Go that's ahead. a real good point. I, I agree with what you're saying. All this is a learning process. I do agree, Okay. I'm just, you know, pointing out some things, okay, is all I'm doing. We we will agree at the end of the day, okay? Mm -hmm. Now then, once again, you was talking about status. 
everything is status because they have misled us. You know, like if I go to that neighbor lady and I ask her what's a U.S. citizen, the first thing she's going to tell me is when I went to high school, they told us that that's this great American that has all these rights, title, and interest and owns property, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? That's what you're taught in school. And then the Bar Association comes here and changes it all from what we really are supposed to have. They have created a fictitious world that, that we're, it's not supposed to exist to us, you know? And that's the problem right there. I've I seen a, a guy's video about two months ago that he was explaining that when the Federal Reserve was created you know, in 1913, Okay, they become liable for everything. Okay, if you're going to play this game, this fictitious game and everything, you're 100% liable for everything. Now then, the Federal Reserve created the lawyers' nonsense, and their job is to, instead of letting the liability lie on the Federal Reserve, which 100% of it's supposed to be, the lawyers are set in place to roll the responsibility 100% over on us. That's why if you go to the county court, I mean, not the county court, but the county courthouse, you can go in there and you can say, can we do this or can I do this? The first thing they'll do is i got to run it past the lawyers because they got to make sure that liability don't come over on the agency, that it stays on you, the innocent. You know? Have you ever gone to all these places? First thing we got to do is run against the Attorneys make sure, you know, it's okay with them. That's because it's their job to make sure that all these problems are on our shoulders instead of the people that is, is liable. You know, it's their thing. Right, right. Yeah, what, what the lawyers are there for really is to make sure that those companies are protected from us. It there was you actually go. Reversed. It was actually, it was actually reversed. It was uh, uh, it was the lawyers that created the Federal Reserve, not the other way around. Lawyers were created over 600 years ago. Okay. Now then, their job, let me remind you, is to keep the liability over on us, right? Now then, this is, is what we're hoping. that You know when we do the name assignment? Right, right now, supposedly, we have legal title, you know, or legal position in the birth certificate account, and that's all this fictitious nonsense, isn't it? And so they're holding us as a surety for everything right now, the taxes and everything. And the funniest thing is Federal Reserve creates everything out of nothing, don't they? They pay for everything with nothing. You know, it's just digits on a computer is all it is. It's bookkeeping. I got it a year of a two-year degree in accounting, and the teacher, the instructor, used to talk all the time. He goes, listen, this is just bookkeeping. It's just digits on a computer. It doesn't mean anything. You know, you just all you're doing is balancing the sheet from the left side and the right side, which is, you know, stuff that's coming in and going out, and your inventory and pay and everything. You, these big corporations get to lie on all this stuff, you know, fictitious it, and and discharge it. It's it's just not fair. 
all that what's going on in that fictitious world. They get to discharge all of those digits, and yet we have to pay for them. And see, people don't know that the, that all this is just created out of thin air. We don't have to. We shouldn't have to pay any taxes. That's just bondage. Is all that's for, especially property. You don't have to pay taxes. You don't have to pay taxes. Well. Uh, um, if your status is correct, you're exempt from all of it. But if your status has not been updated, they're assuming you're a U.S. citizen, which is obligated to pay the taxes. And that's the way everybody's property is set up around here. When you try to change it, boy, they'll just raise hell with you. They don't want you to get it. Federal Reserve Act oh. Remedy on Facebook called Federal Reserve Act Remedy. Go to the page and watch the video in the top. Ten posts. Your remedy for labor, labor is not income. Income is profits, gains, imports, exports, and excises. Labor yeah, right. is your property. Yeah. Right. Now, what, what do you think tax- we can do about getting our land off the property tax roll? Well, for one thing, what happened was is you signed a deed of trust. When you, when you went, say, this fictitious thing called a mortgage, you're the one who created the money, all right? They monetized your signature in a securitized instrument. That was the application. When you signed the application, that's where the money came from. That's when you paid for your house. When you went to the closing, you gave the house away. You signed a repurchasing agreement. You signed a hidden lease agreement, and you signed a deed of trust, and you abandoned the land. Because now, if you look at the deed, it sounds like someone's scraping change in an ashtray. Yeah, somebody's like sanding their phone, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So what you did was you, you signed a deed of trust, and you look at the deed, and there's a tenant on the deed. And who is it? The all-cap guy. Now, I, I understand what you're saying about it's not the people's fault, it's not your neighbor's fault. Well, you know, I've been wrestling around with this for many years. When you see your name in all caps and you didn't sign a contract to pay 5000 bucks a year in property tax, something should go off in your brain like an alarm, a bell should ring. Boy, wait a minute. I didn't sign a contract for this. And then why are you dragged into the court for statutes and codes, which is commercial? Since when are you responsible for a library full of commercial statutes and codes in your car? See, what it is is they're, they're taking full advantage of the people who are not thinking. So you got to think. If it looks funny, it's probably not the right thing. So if your deed has an all-cap name next to a word called tenant, an alarm should go off in your head. See, that's what it is. People are getting worse. And it's like on the page, Tactical Sovereignty, that post that Brian put up. The average high schooler today will not pass the eighth grade test from the 1800s because they're not thinking. When you want to be free, right? You want to be the Lord master over your public servants? When the guy in the bench walks in the room, you don't stand and call him your honor. Hello, title of nobility. You don't 
bow down to a foreign crown temple bar attorney. You know, this is the age of information. I mean, it's right there. That's why I said the whole 9-11 thing. That's my, that's my yardstick. If you think, if anybody, I'm not saying you, I'm saying you generically. Uh, if anyone thinks that a beer can made out of aluminum took down and three let me buildings, they're a numbskull. Hey, let me stop there. Hang on just a minute. Let me stop you there for a minute. Okay, what's yep. the remedy for this? Because I, it would be the remedy I'm thinking is if you were to hang some of these, this nonsense would go around, away, wouldn't it? Overnight. Oh, if you have no they're not see they're not you're accountable for nothing. You know, they get to do you're, the people you're talking wrong. my language. If someone steals your family member, child trafficking, if they throw someone in jail for a commercial code, and you know, I'm not encouraging anybody to do anything, and I know it sounds extreme, but these are foreign pirates kidnapping and murdering people. If someone were to hang the guy on the bench from a tree in front of his house, I would swear I didn't see it happen. I would look the other way because they're foreign agents. These are people born in America that took an oath to the bar, and they're holding their fellow Americans as hostage. And it all started back in the 17 and 1800s. Yeah, right. It, it, so we got to come up with a remedy the, for this, guys. You know, there is a remedy. Got to be there held accountable. And it looks like right now the best way for us to go is get our status right. You know, with the name yeah. assignment, name change, we're supposed to be able to get equitable title over the birth certificate account. And based on what they're thinking is, once we own that account. The all-cap name, which is our property, that's our business, okay? It can keep going out here and working for us, but we're not held a surety for it. And then the taxes falls off of it. Then we own our property, you know, whether it's the car, or the house, the land, anything. That not that the remedy we got to go to for right this moment? Well, we got to do something today. We can't remedy, wait until next week. we got to have answers today. There's a government for the United States of America, 1781. Claim your nationality. Right now, you're walking around as a stateless person. Claim your nationality to be the man and, and, and go back to the Articles of Confederation. It all fell apart at the War of 1812. Even their stupid constitution fell apart. And then they called it the Civil War. It wasn't the Civil War. It was a war of northern federal aggression. They were sticking the southern states with all this debt and all this other crap. And the southern states walked out because they were trying to save what was left of the Union. You want me to remind so add another thing to what you're saying? I live here in Chattanooga, okay? And there's a, something called a Chickamauga battlefield. A lot of, you know... The war between the states was fought around the Chattanooga area, and so they got a, a battlefield, they call it, that's in North Georgia. It's real big, and there was a lot of it fought there. And they've got a museum there. When you go in the museum, what's funny is you're going to see a picture of, like, about 75 men on this hillside and maybe 10 black guys, okay? It had nothing to do with slavery. And I asked... Nothing. 
All right, you want me to tell you what it did have to do with? That the states were getting ready to issue their own money. And they did not want that to happen because if they had issued their own money, then there would not be any taxation. So they started that emergency banking, you know, the Emergency Banking Act is what really happened with all of that. And uh, it was military seized at that point. And, and that's why we're still on the martial law of, you know, the 1860s. Okay, that's still in point right now. They had to stop the states. To, it took away their rights. That's why it was fought and called state rights. They were getting ready to issue currency. Each state was because that way, you know, there wouldn't be any taxation and they could uh, take care of the people. So they, the states want to take care of us, the people, but they, they didn't, you know, the big guys at the top, the banking guys, did not want that. So they stopped all that. That's why they walked out. That's why all that happened was that reason. Everything else is a smokescreen, you know, like the slavery well, Mike, smokescreen. All this other stuff is smokescreen. It, every war has always been about the control of money or currency. It'll never change. Oh, Mike, Mike if I can address that, and uh, you're right, but though that situation of civil war is even a little bit bigger than that. And, you know, as far as the states wanting to take care of the people, unfortunately, fewer and fewer people over the years that are either in bureaucratic or elected positions even realize that there is a difference between the de facto and the de jure system. But what was also happening at the time of the Civil War, and people can go and look at a timeline and draw it out in their own mind or on a piece of paper if they need, and that is that the uh, corporations run under a 70-year bankruptcy cycle, okay? And if you look at the Civil War, go back 70 years, and that was the beginning of the first bankruptcy after the Revolutionary War. Um, you go forward after the Civil War and look at what's happening then. Uh, that was when the federal government really started taking power and reconstructed themselves once again. And I recommend people look at the Reconstruction Acts and then go forward even from there, from what happened with Roosevelt in that bankruptcy, the end of that bankruptcy, go forward 70 years from there, and that brings you to 9-11 and what happened with the Twin Towers. And, you know, those Twin Towers, to me, are a symbol of the same thing that you see on your Social Security card. Now, well, not your Social Security card, it's theirs. Well, you look at the Social Security card, and you see the two pillars, one on the right, one on the left. And the same thing with the World Trade Center. It was two towers. It was the two pillars. Those are the two pillars of society, the, judge, the judges and the priests. And to me, I really think that was a symbol of the whole dismantling of the American society and the bringing down of those two pillars of society, the priests and the judges. Yeah, and right. I think we're in for a rocky road ahead. Well, yeah. but if we get our status right, the rocky is not as bad for us. You know, people that's on this phone are way smarter than the average bear. There's no doubt, okay? And so, yes, we're wising up. I think it starts with us getting our status right and get off the tax rolls because, see, they control you. They knew with taxes 
if they gave a tax break to everybody that drove a red Honda car, okay, don't you know that tomorrow everybody would drive a red Honda car because of that? It can manipulate things. It can manipulate businesses, everything, just by the simple tax break of something that they shouldn't even have a right to do, you know, to tax you to begin with. You know what I'm saying? So they can control all these businesses, which are what they're doing right now. They're forcing them to say, hey, these guys have got to fill out a W-2. Did you know that that W, you know what that stands for on that W-2? I asked a lady IRS. She told me it means waiver. So so I, I, I hung up the phone. I go, waiver. That means we're waiving our rights of whatever. And if if you listen to Ralph Winterrow tonight, you need to listen to him. He was talking about how that they have cooked this whole taxation thing up, and it's a hundred percent voluntary, and that you know there's no, nothing written in law nowhere about this. It's all just voluntary, and yet we're subject to it as if it was just. Congressional law, you know, but he's unwound well, a lot yeah. of things. He's getting ready to sue him and stuff, and he's trying to get into Article Three court. And you know what? The first thing they ask you when you try to get into Article Three court is what is your status. If you're not a state citizen, you can't get into an Article Three court. Well, I, I would agree as well. And you, you, you've mentioned status and status change and status correction and stuff a couple times, and. I, to me, that one of the things is with status correction is there is no status to be corrected. It's the presumption of status that needs to be corrected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people yeah. don't even realize the status that they're under. And yeah, I, what I did, and the way the way I looked at it was, you, you know, you go back to the birth certificate, and what they did is they created an organization which was a conduit that could be used for the government or the state or corporations to interact with you, the living man, because you are going to represent that organization in a position of, say, agent for that organization or whatever. And that was created by the Secretary of State when you were born. So what I did is I wrote up my own correction and sent it to the Secretary of State for both where I live the state I live on now, the state I was born on, and at the federal level, uh, the Department of State, which is now Rex Torson. And that was really when I started seeing uh, changes in my interactions with the state was after that. Okay. I like what you're saying. Let me ask you this. Uh, it's been said a whole bunch of times, and I'm going to give you a case here, I'm, uh, you know, something that happened. There's a guy named John Jenkins lived in Florida. I don't know if you do you remember him in 2002. He got a dec a, a decorate. Uh, uh, what is it when you go to court he and got, they declare declare he, he, he got a declaratory judgment. Yeah, saying that he was domiciled on the land. I think where he lived at was Silver Springs. Is it Silver Springs, Florida? Is that where he was from? Correct. That, that rascal. Yeah, correct. Okay, so right. he got that. He got that judgment. You know, IRS was all over him. Was he was facing twenty years? He got that, and from my understanding, you know, I, I, you know, he was on 
the radio, and I used to listen to him all the time, and I thought he explained it, that when he got that, he sent it to IRS, and that second, everything went away. He never had any more trouble from them. And he had battled them for like years and years, like 20 years, didn't he? Yeah. Well, and that reminds me, everything that happens, and people try and contact Vital Statistics to make changes and stuff, Vital Statistics doesn't make the changes. It is a legislative or, or judicial branch that does it, and he used the judicial branch for that. Um, and it's like uh, Boris. When Boris was uh, in front of a uh, judicial administrator one time, this was before he, I mean, he was just starting to learn stuff. And the judicial administrator said, do you want me to kill the person for you? Because they can do it. They can get rid of that person. Uh, Dave Roberts, uh, he did a call here quite a while ago. It's back on one of the YouTubes where he he did the same thing. And the judicial administrator in his back office at the court sat and told him, hey, I don't know what you did here, but you need to fix it because your life could be more difficult from here on out. And it's like, what do you mean more difficult? You know, I don't have to deal with you guys. And, well, you remember, so I, John? I want to open it up and... Okay, you remember John Jenkins, the reason why he won is he said he was domiciled on the land. Isn't that the importance of all of this? We're not attached to the land. We're not attached to nothing, well, really. No, or well, I'm, well, don't, don't call yourself a U.S. citizen. The baby was born on the land. That's why there's black footprints in the back of the birth certificate, because the one that's lost at sea, presumed dead, touched land once. That's the birth certificate's black footprint. He touched the baby. So the, you, you, your mother took the, 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 the state citizen home, but she abandoned the U.S. citizen at its birth. So you have to correct your primary account in a, in a private trust, because okay. until you do that, they're going to presume somehow, some way, the guy on the bench is going to presume uh, Power of attorney over that U.S. citizen guy. Yes, you right. have to remove their power of attorney. Okay, now how can yeah. we straighten that Hold up right there and put it back on the land? Our, you know, all cap business, which is ours. Okay, right. how can we put that back into our control? Because the guys that are doing the name assignment, name change, they're saying that that when they get that decree, the judge is decreeing us back ownership. Rights, title, interest, and assets. If you if you ask for all this correctly, you you can get back control over that, and then it's out of the military. It's not, you know, it's right. just our ownership of a business. Then you want an answer to that? I'll explain it to you. It's pretty simple. Um, but uh, let me give you a preface to it. Okay. Uh, when I was at the state capitol at the uh, governor's office and talking to his attorneys, it was me, Boris, and Jim. They comprehended everything we were trying to do. We were trying to correct the position of the legal person, that other entity that is attached to everybody. And their question to us really boiled down to, okay, what flag are you flying under? Okay. And so that's the route that I started following and looking at. And uh, Dave has brought this up earlier in the call tonight, and that is the government of the United States of America, dot 1781. 
all right? And you go in there, you declare your nationality, because nobody's declared a nationality yet. We're all stateless running around out here. Nobody has declared an oath or affirmation to U.S. Inc. or to anything. And so that's why they can swat everybody around like the flies flying around in your kitchen, okay? You go in there, you declare your nationality, and then the next step right under that is you set up the PMA, which is the Private Membership Association. It has a population of one, only you. And in that position, you take over control of that all-cap name by your upper and lower case name. And that's a quicker remedy to the name assignment is. Okay. And that moves that moves that legal entity from U.S. Inc. and puts it in your private membership association. And if people don't understand how that works, the private membership association, I recommend uh, go to YouTube or whatever. Or, yeah, it's a, it's a YouTube, but go to Google or whatever to find it if you need. And there is a video there called uh, An Attorney's Best Kept Secret. There's only one. It's, there's not a whole bunch talking about it. There's only one video, Attorney's Best Kept Secret, uh, because it is a secret. That's why there's only one. And it talks about private membership associations and the power of them, because that's what's being used against everybody right now is private membership associations. That's what Quigley talked about was he talked about circles within circles or rings within rings. It's all these little PMAs. Everybody knows about the homeowners association, but they don't realize that the prosecutor, there's such a thing as the prosecutor's association. There's a defense counsel's association. There's a judge's association. There's a bailiff's association. There's a police officer's association. There's a clerk of courts association. And those are the little bureaucracies that are running everything right now, and people don't even realize it. They think it's the real de jure government that was supposedly created 150 years ago, and it couldn't be further from the truth. Boy, you said that really good, Brian. Well, it's the way it is. Yeah. Well, Ralph Winterow, what he did was updated his status as a state citizen And they were taking, you know, he gets a Social Security check. He's like 70-something years old. And they were taking a, he gets like around 2,000 a month. He lives in Alaska. And they were taking out $150 a month out of his Social Security check because he lives in Alaska. $150. They've been doing that for years and years and years. And he changed his status to a state citizen, and they quit taking that out on him. And that well, I think that's a I think that's a great step, but myself, I would also remove myself from even the state citizenship status because that is not the intention that we were put on this earth for. If you look at a definition of a of a citizen, it's somebody owing allegiance to yeah. an entity, yeah. Yeah. and we are only supposed to owe allegiance to one entity, and it's not something that's been created by man. There you go. I know. So he is his something right there with that status. That's what he's did, and he's got a, a hundred other people that's done the same thing. He did it with his driver's license, and when he, from my understanding, when he gets pulled over, and a hundred other people that's done it, 
They will not write him a ticket because he has killed that U.S. citizen part. Supposedly, they only have jurisdiction, these attorneys, over the U.S. citizen. So when you kill that, automatically you've done something really wonderful just at that point. Yeah, Mike. Absolutely, Mike, you're right, over the federal citizen. Uh, but no offense to you, but I've got somebody else in queue or in line here. Um, was that Rance? Somebody else was trying to speak up. He had yeah, I'm something. sorry. No problem. Hey, man, he might have been walking. Brian, it wasn't me. It might have been Walter. Yeah, okay, no problem. I wasn't sure if it was you or who it was, so I just want to give them an opportunity. And it might have been background noise, too. Who knows? <laughs> but, yeah, that, you know, really when it comes down to it, when you're talking about with the state citizenship and federal citizenship, that really was the underlying problem that caused the uh, so-called, air quotes, founding fathers to come in and do the Constitution was because they had issues with the Articles of Confederation. And what their issue really boiled down to, the main problem, was that it laid too much power within the states and the states to take care of their people. They wanted that power more centralized. And that would be best centralized for them within a federal government where they had control at. And so that is what they changed in creating the Constitution and getting away from the Articles of Confederation. Yeah. And incidentally, on, t on, on top of that also, one of the biggest problems with the Constitution was that these guys were set up uh, to do this uh, to amend the Articles of Confederation because they had issues with it. That part we all comprehend, or most of us here do. But here is the really broken chain of uh, title to that, was that nowhere in the Constitution did they ever say anything about this is an amendment to or addition to the Articles of Confederation. So it totally broke the link from that original government that was set up here for and by the people, and it created a brand new overlay called the federal government, and it totally abandoned that old, the prior republic. Yeah. Can I give you an example that Ralph Winterow has done since he became a state citizen and, and some other people? There's a lady that he knows that works at the Postal Department. Okay, you know she's a federal employee, and she, you know, did the paperwork and everything. Which one thing is you got to kill the voter registration, okay, and then you do the paperwork, uh, saying that you're a state citizen of whatever state. You know, we'll just say Texas. All right, she did that, and she showed it to them in there, and they asked her, okay, we're going to quit taking uh, taxes out on you if you want us to. And she said, no, I, I want you to, to not take out IRS taxes, but I still want you to continue taking out Social Security taxes because I'm going to be retiring in two years, so I want that retirement along with my uh, government retirement. They said, okay, you got your choice, whatever you want to do. And so, 
And she said, uh, I don't want to have to pay the insurance anymore. They said, okay, we will not take out for that insurance anymore. So they gave her 100% her pick selection of whatever she wanted, Deb, you know, take it out of her check, monthly, weekly check, monthly check, whatever. And and, and that's, a, that's pretty strong when the federal said gives you a choice like that, you know, when you kill that U.S. citizen. Well, you can do that anyway. You can do that anyway. Um, What she did was she didn't know that her employer, we'll call it an employer, pays the Social Security. When you pay into it, you're matching it. So what she needed to do was to get a banker's EIN number and get control of that. Uh, You don't want to be paying into Social Security. You can you can get you can get rid of that anyway. I have the paperwork for that. Any anyone who wants to shut off their withholding, um, they're welcome to write to me in private. You know, for the you know, the, I'll explain it to you uh, what to do. Um, you don't want to pay Social Security, FICA, state tax, income tax, none of that. Because those are the, the, the benefits that rope you back in, which as a state citizen, you're only halfway out. You're not all the way out. Right. It, it, it's enough to get some good, pretty good perks, but it's not where you really want to be, is it? Well, it's not a perk. Uh, it, 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 U.S. citizens are the debtor, taxpayer, individual, board of the state, um, all that. You're the secure creditor. The guy on the land is the secure creditor. You don't have to be a state citizen to be the guy on the land. Okay? So what's happening now with the government of the United States of America, 1781? That's the land. Well, can I... Hold on, Dave Johnson. Can I add something to that? It's not just the land. I mean, that term, man on the land, is used a lot. And Anna von Reitz, who I call Reitzcraft, uh, actually pushes that a lot too. But you are landlocking yourself. You don't want to be well, landlocked. We are, supposed to have, yeah. we are supposed to have control on, on this earth, period. And so the government of the United States, 1781, actually puts the person in a position of international, um, an international level. So we're not landlocked. When we use that word, you know, on the land, that's limited us because really we're everywhere, okay? We're we're unlimited. We're not limited. And so we need to start using these words that that unlimit us, you know, instead of limit us. All right, we'll just clean up our language a little. Follow. You're the prince of the sea and the land. Okay, but you, you, you're 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 born of flesh and blood. You know you're on the you know you, you're not lost at sea. United States citizens are lost in the sea of souls. United States is the sea of lost souls. That's why it's always on an island or a swamp or it's always it's on the water. United States is on the water. You lost the sea. And who's the head of the Holy See? 
the Church of the Holy See, the Vatican, the Pope. He's the he's the corporation's soul. Paul. Yeah, Frank O'Callan. He's on his right about that, right? Frank, Frank O'Callan. He explains it. What the United America stands for? Yeah, the word America is not America Vespucci. It's nonsense. It's a it's a composed word. And watch Frank O'Callan. In fact, that's on my Facebook page. You can subscribe to Eucadia on his on um, YouTube videos. Eucadia. Yeah, Brian is right. You know, the thing is, though, is you don't want to be lost at sea. I lose everybody. No, we're, you know, no, no, right. you're giving us mind expansion, okay? That's what's going on. That's why sometimes, you know, people aren't calling in because there's this mind expansion. People are listening to what you have to say, and they're going, yeah, that's spot on. That's, you know, that's where we need to be and everything, okay? So quietness doesn't mean what you think it does sometimes. <laughs> I hope you're right, Um it, it it means we're it means we're thinking, and I think one of the biggest things people need to realize, you know, we look at the loss at sea and stuff, and you look, for instance, even at, you know, my banner for uh, the group Tactical Sovereignty, and I show the ship there, right, out at the middle of the sea with the moon behind it, you know, but what's lost at sea is not the man or woman. What's lost at sea is that legal entity that nobody has claimed. It's been held in abeyance by the state, and nobody has come forward to control it, so therefore the state is administrating it. Exactly, yeah. and that's exactly the way they're playing it. And, and you know, uh, there's a video somebody sent me, and Brian, I may have to send it to you. This guy was talking about how after the bankruptcy of 1933, it was saying that nothing can own any property because we're under communism after, you know, 1933. So nobody can own property, and that means including the, any these businesses. I mean, you know, agencies with government, banks, you know, nothing can own any property. Everybody's only using it, okay? That's all it is. And so what they're playing that is that they're just holding it till the rightful owner comes along and, and claims it. And and that way they don't get in trouble with it, see? It's like they got clean hands, I think. There's another edge to that story. They want to turn around and give you House Joint Resolution 192 and Public Law 7310 and say you can't own any land, but then they don't want you to be able to discharge the, 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 the debt. So they gave you signature power to discharge it, and then they took that away by killing you with the birth epidemic. Yeah. So it goes right back to, <clears throat> you know, there's a number of ways you can deal with these fanatical Jesuit fake Jew bankers. And the guy in the bank is the guy in the black robe. That's where bar comes from. Bar, 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 bar. It's ball worship. He's the high priest of Baal. You tell him off. You tell him, everything you tell him is with questions. When he asks you a question, you tell him I can't ask questions, answer questions. I'm not the trustee. 
And if he opens his big mouth again, you point right at him and you say, Madam Stenographer, I appoint Schmidlap on the bench as trustee. You tell him you are going to do this, this, and this, or you're going to be sued for breach of fiduciary duty. What he's trying to do is to turn your estate over to the crown again. And he gets a piece of the action. Don't show hey, David. David, I was thinking about that actually yesterday afternoon. That whole scenario with court and trusteeship and people using a Form 56 to appoint the judge's trustee and stuff like that. And it dawned on me that, you know what, all of these, yeah, let me digress for a second. I really disdain listening to calls that are done by these different assembly meetings and stuff like that where they refer to all these guys as our public servants. They are not our public servants. They are the servants of a corporation that they are representing. They have nothing to do with us. They are not serving us in any way, so they are not our public servants. But anyway. They're the trustee. They're the trustee. Right. They are the trustee, and in the court situation, what's happening is they are trying to put that trusteeship back onto you. Right. And trick you into it. Once again, what is that? Whatever. Once again, what is that? And so you, you just don't accept the position as trustee. You let you let them know. I already know that you are trustee here, and I expect you to take care of this. Exactly. Exactly. But his job. Rub your heart and say, I am not trustee. I'm not trustee. Not trustee. And and, and just beat him up with it. I am not trustee. Stop. I'm not interested. You can talk all you want. At the end of the day, I'm still not the trustee. Slap him around. That's the only thing he comprehends. If if he tells you to take your hat off and you take your hat off, you just gave him jurisdiction. It doesn't matter what he tells you, you just lean over and write it down and say, I have three days under Regulation C to review this. Federal Debt Collection Procedure. You're a debt collector. You're an IMF agent of the Crown. I'm not interested in what you think. You're yeah. not here to tell me what to do. Just to slap them. And you tell yeah, the guy... David, the- David, let me remind you of something. If we get our status right... We are exempt from those crazy courts, see? You know, you're we, exempt anyway. You're exempt anyway, but you have to be able to do it in the court. That's why right. I don't recommend people do what I do. I don't recommend people do what I do because they're going to go in there and get their butt cheeks handed to them. The general public. Yeah. Brian's advice is the one to follow. Don't. Don't do what I'm saying because no. you're going to get yourself in trouble. I you go in there. I make them run out of the courtroom. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, they, they run out. They run out. And before you go into court, you call the sheriff's office. You walk. You, you call up the sheriff's office and say, I'm going to appoint jackass on the bench as, as, as trustee today. You don't listen to him. You don't answer his questions. When he, when he says, I'll ask the questions, you say, I can't hear you. Men are talking. Don't listen to him. You might say, well, gee, he sounds like he's an arrogant imbecile. Well, I'm not. I'm, not. I'm telling you that's how it works. He, he's a pirate. He's a Crown Temple bar attorney. He's lower than, than the snake belly. He, he's a dirtbag. 
and he's a traitor, and he's out of uniform. He's a foreign agent. He's an IMF Crown Temple bar attorney. He, he works for Rothschild of France and Rothschild of England. He, he doesn't know which Rothschild he wants to suck up to next. <laughs> I, I, I better. You you said it exactly right. Run out of the courtroom. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. They don't come back either. They can come back two more times. They don't. I don't. They, they never come back for me. I, I, I tell them on the way out. Make sure you come back so we can do Admiralty next time. <laughs> okay. All right. We all we all agree that. You know, communism is here, and and the only reason why communism is here is because of that judge is enforcing it. See, you know, they want to say we go to war to keep communism away from here and everything and keep us safe. Listen, communism is here not because of something overseas. It's because of the courthouse. That's where the communism is being enforced. It's not, you know... Some military well, on the other side of the world that's enforcing this communism. It's right down the street from every one of us. What's your name? I'm David. Who are you? I'm Mike. I, I live in Chattanooga, so I go by Mike in Chattanooga. Mike, go online and look at a good friend of mine in action. His name is Dick Marple. He's 86 years old. He's a state representative of New Hampshire, and he's slapping judge staff all over the place about that uh, uh, jurisdiction. It's Representative Richard Marple, Dick Marple, school the judge. Okay, go on there and watch. And there are two videos. He's telling her to go take a hike. He, she doesn't have jurisdiction. And, and who's supposed to prove jurisdiction? The prosecutor, it's his court. So when the guy on the bench starts talking about jurisdiction, and starts talking about what you did. Do you understand the charges? This, that, and the other. You ask them, are you prosecutor? And when they say no, they say, well, well, you sure do talk like one. I mean, what is this yet? The Mickey Mouse Club? You're all in the bar. You're all working for the state of New Hampshire. And wouldn't you know, the plaintiff is the state of New Hampshire. Where the hell am I? Obviously, this isn't the court of law. We're in McDonald's. What is uh, this? Fry cook? Guy at the milkshake guy? Where, where, where are we? They're a foreign bankrupt private corporation working under the IMF to collect the debt from U.S. citizens. I am not a U.S. citizen. Neither are you. You don't have to be a state citizen. Just you're not a U.S. You know citizen. what? You know what? And, and that's one of the things that I try to remind everybody about when Gosh, there's all these groups out here trying to claim, oh, we've got to get them back to the Constitution. We've got to make them follow the Constitution. Hold on a second. Your congressman call you a constitutor. You see yeah. them talking in, in front of you see them talking in front of Congress Hall. Well, my constituents want this. My constituents want that. They call you. Well, guess what? If you want to claim the Constitution and accept the role of a constitutor, you need to know what those terms mean. Because a constitutor is somebody who accepts to pay the debt of someone else. So as a U.S. citizen and as a constitutor, you are agreeing to pay the debt of the federal government, and that's what they're nailing you for every chance they can pull you over or nail your property or anything like that. They are yeah. making you 
contribute money to the federal bankruptcy. Even Man. your rats are smart enough to jump off that thinking pirate vessel. Yeah. You, you would think. think. You would think. You know, David, this oh, call tonight has been, has been an excellent call. I'll just say that. I, I, this this has got to go down history, this call tonight. I knew any call with Dave will. And uh, people are wanting to know, I've had people messaging me left and right here, and I want to know how to get a hold of you, Dave. And so do you want to name how people can like contact you on Facebook or how they can write you or anything like that? Uh, well, I'm on Facebook. Um, it's David Johnson, well, Nashua, New Hampshire. You can find me very easily. I'm wearing a white shirt. It's the ugly guy with glasses on. Just don't look too hard. You'll get ugly. Too. Well, and uh, uh, David Johnson's got groups like uh, Marriage License, I think. That's probably one of the first groups that I saw. Uh, Birth Certificate. Uh, that's another uh, Facebook group. Federal Reserve Act Remedy. Fake News versus Fake News. Hidden History. Jackass Lawyers. Jackass Judges. Jackass Bar Attorneys. Jackass Cops. Jackass Zionists. <laughs> you know what it is? Is, 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 is That's how it is. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know. Well, you know what, David? After tonight's call, I think I just thought of a new group that you need to start. Uh oh. It's it'd be called Jackass Citizens. I like that. Yeah. I have Jackasses Unlimited. You gotta visit that one. I have neat stuff. And I have other things, special interest groups. I have cars. I'm a car enthusiast. I'm not a material kind of a guy. You're a food enthusiast. Kitchen treasure. Kitchen treasure. It also has reports on poison and vaccine, poison in the food, Monsanto, um, all that. Uh, I have New Hampshire House criminals. I have gun control. I have guns. Uh, I have a lot of pages. It actually makes it easier. You might say, well, gee, that's a lot of pages. But it makes it easier because it's a category, you know. Um, right. Well, that's why I created. I was gonna say that's why I created a separate category also for tactical sovereignty. Uh, now I added my pathway a journey, as the name. But I created a second group, which is called Origins of Eternity by Tactical Sovereignty. Because in there, I've got more of the spiritual stuff. And if you don't comprehend the spiritual stuff, you're not going to comprehend the legal stuff. Because the legal stuff is all based on spirituality. It doesn't matter if you're an atheist, if you don't believe in a god or a creator or whatever. That doesn't matter. Because guess what? The people you are allowing to rule over you, they believe in God and they believe in a creator. Unfortunately, they follow Lucifer. You know, the guy with the gun in his hand believes his bullets, so you better believe in him, too. Okay? Yeah, exactly. I have a page called Flat Earth Distraction. You might say, well, this is going to be a flat earth kind of discussion. Well, no, it isn't. 
because it's distracting you away from the other world. Now, I'll share this with whoever's crazy enough to listen to this. Um, 20 years ago, the Vatican showed up in my laboratory, the Jesuits, because they decided to build telescopes on Mount Graham. One is called Lucifer. The other one is called VAT, Vatican Advanced uh, uh, Technology Telescope. The University of Arizona couldn't build it. So I ended up finishing that for them. And in the process, I figured out what they were lying about, which show me a Jesuit. We'll show you a lion bastard. So they were covering up what they were looking for. And what they're doing is they're tracking Nemesis. Nemesis is a dwarf bronze star that was blown out of Sirius. It got co-opted to our solar system. It's several times bigger than Jupiter, but it's still a dwarf star. And around it is a planet called Nibiru. And this is all through the Sumerian tablets, all through all the ancient civilizations, the red dragon, the horned planet, because it has a trail, not like a comet tail, which is based on other substances, but this thing is loaded with debris and caca and iron and everything else. And this thing comes around every 3,450 years approximately. And that's where the Anunnaki are from. From heaven to earth they came. And back in the 70s, there was a show called Chariots of the Gods, where all these ancient civilizations civilizations talk about and show pictures and images of men in flying machines. Now remember, when Moses met the jackass on the top of the mountain, the the, the bushes caught on fire. Well, why did that happen? Well, there's more to history than Yatol and Yatol because the Vatican runs it all. Okay? So these Anunnaki, Enki, Ia, Yah, Yahweh, and then there's Jehovah, these are not the creators. Okay? And the history of Jesus is different from what you were told also. They're watching this thing and tracking it. Lucifer, the other telescope, is binocular. Binocular telescopes, like you have two eyeballs in the front of your head, that's used for telemetry and speed judgment because two optics aimed at the same thing track things and they track the speed and distance. So that's what they're doing. That's why they have this minister of alien interaction because they're trying to figure out a way to introduce this if and when it happens. So the bad guys are from this entity, Nibiru. Zechariah Sitchin talks about it. In fact, on my page, you'll see Zechariah Sitchin's video when he was being interviewed by Jordan Maxwell. Now, he's not the only one that knows about this. 
So it's best that you learn your history because if you don't know your history, you're destined and doomed to repeat it. And you can't focus on one or two things, okay? You have to gather as much information and knowledge as you can about every single thing, including the stuff that you don't like because it's out of the world. You can't have a pie if you have a piece of the pie. The only way to have the whole pie is to have the whole pie. If it's about math, physics, history, law, legality, legal means the undoing of God's law, you have to have everything involved. You have to study everything. You can't turn down any kind of information. Your brain can handle it. The only problem in the way is you. Learn it. Shut up and learn. Same goes with our history. The United States is a mirage. Stop trying to be a U.S. citizen. Just stop. It doesn't hurt. Okay? I'm not a U.S. citizen. I feel fine. Okay? I don't have a problem. Okay? I get along with the police. I get along with anybody. I've had guys on the bench tell me that I was a, a, a gentleman. They were ple- uh, pleased to meet me. A wonderful pleasure to meet me. Why? Because if you don't act like a buffoon, then I treat you as a, as a neighbor. You need to learn what's going on around you. And the history that you were told is nonsense. It's right there in the Old Testament. It's right there. It's right in front of you. One of the most controversial subjects is then the earth was without form. That's transitive. That means it was destroyed and they were bringing it back. It became without form. Yeah. Manipulated man was not the first being. Okay? Then there was the deluge, the flood. So everything was ruined. Could happen again. The whole flat earth distraction thing is nonsense. There's nothing in nature that's flat. Nothing. Well, if anybody believes the earth is flat, they need a mental animal. Because how could it be? And they say there's no gravity. Well, that's nonsense. Of course there's gravity. Of course there's electromagnetic uh, energy forces. You have the strong force, the weak force, the electromagnetic force, and the gravitational force. You better be good at physics if you're going to build space-based weapon systems. I I spent my whole life doing it. You're not going to learn anything unless you learn everything. And it's a, it's a lifelong journey. I don't live long enough to know everything. So what do I want to do? I want to learn everything. So just learn. And it, nowadays, you have it handed to you. Back when I started to study this, you didn't have internet. You had internet, but it was very limited. Back in the middle 70s, internet was very limited. We spent all of our time reading, learning, in libraries, talking to people. It's now... You have people like Brian and me and others. We're handing it to you. Just take it. You know, you get rid of that U.S. citizen status. That's 
status. When you be when you're a man, you have standing in law. You don't have status. The dead guy, the the decedent, ultimately the Sesame KV Trust, they, they, that status about a, a fictional entity. You don't want to live as a fictional entity. Look look up Capitus Diminutio Maximus. D I M I N I U T I O. Diminutio. Capitus Diminutio Maximus. It's a slave. Oh, David, David, what did Shakespeare say in his writings? He said, You're talking about I have given you, he said, I've given you one face and you put on another. Well, that's that's what a that's what a person is. That's the mask. Yeah. Wasn't that bacon? Yeah. Yeah. Well, bacon. yeah, I, that. Yeah, bacon or Shakespeare, one and the same. But uh, we're hitting two and a half hours, so I think we could probably wrap this up. This <laughs> was a packed knowledge uh, call. I'll tell you what. Um, we don't want anybody. Yeah. Well, and 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 this is one of those calls. Like, I mean, I, I've I've come across many calls like this before too in the past, where uh, I listened to it the first time, and it's like, wow, I have to listen to it a second or third time for it to really sink in, you know. And uh, this is all part of comprehending where you're really from, where you're really at, and who you really are. That's what it all boils down to. Um, and I wanted to address something also earlier, you know, I think some things might slip through the cracks with Jenkins here on, uh, Southern Florida, when he did his declaratory judgment, <clears throat> using the word domicile, the Supreme Court has ruled that domicile is synonymous with resident and resident yeah. is someone who lives somewhere temporarily who is originally from somewhere else. And U.S. Inc. sees that, they presume that somewhere else is being uh, Washington, D.C., or part of the federal government. So I, I steer away from the word domicile. I just wanted to mention that. And, you know, it, what everything really boils down to... Brian's right. You know, what, 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 what everything really boils down to as far as the whole status correction, which I really view as correcting the presumption, is you you take the stand. You take a stand. No, Nobody has ever taken a stand. They let everybody, whether it's the state or whoever, automatically assume who and what you are. You've never declared who and what you are, and that's what needs to be done. But anyway, this was a great call. Thank you, David. And uh, David has mentioned. Yeah, David has mentioned some of his groups here. Uh, you can find information there, or uh, you can even just do a search on Facebook or in the Facebook group Tactical Sovereignty for David Johnson, and you can locate him there as well. And this is the last time he'll be on, guaranteed. Do the right thing. Joined the government of the United States of America, 1781. Absolutely, you just nailed it. And as long as you're going to plug that, um, I'm going to give everybody the number. 
uh, tomorrow night is Monday night, uh, moon day. <laughs> um, and if you want to come to the call for the government of the United States of America 1781, um, you can dial us over your phone or through your Zoom if you download the free Zoom app, which I recommend. That way you can see documents that are shared, things like that. And that phone number is 408-638-0968. And the room number is 857-232-0155. And that room number can be used as the PIN if you're just calling in over the phone and not on the computer through Zoom. So encourage everybody to come there. Um, great information is always shared, and we learn about where we're really at. And I guess is we will talk to everybody next time. Um, that's 8 o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, that's pretty much when the room opens up. People chit-chat for a while first, and then they start the formal call. I just thought you wanted to throw the time in there. <laughs> Yeah, that's always a good idea, right, bro? <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I just assume everybody's on the same time as me. Well, yeah, but they they post it for Central Time. That's why I said that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's eight o'clock Eastern Time. You can get in there, and the call really gets rolling about nine. So. Thank you, guys. Thank you, David, for coming on. I appreciate all the info. Yeah, have a great night, Brian. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.